So. Hello. Hi. I don't have a fun thing this week. I didn't think of one. And I just realized that about 10 seconds ago because I was too busy getting prepared to talk about Spice World the movie to think of a stupid fish story. Hmm. Although there are fish in the movie. There are fish in the movie that I have notes on. So so there are fish in Scary's tank named Mm -hmm. Stan and Lee and Steven. And Steven. And she yells at them. That's right. And we're going to talk about Spice World the movie. Boom! Intro of the week! (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it. Oh my goodness. Colors of the world, every boy and every girl, people of the world. I'm throwing my notes on my desk for no reason whatsoever because I haven't even looked at them yet. Uh. Welcome to the Spice Level, the only podcast that you're going to find people crazy enough to go through every song that we try to that the Spice Girls have produced. And we've gone through the first two albums and we said, oh, we're not done yet. So we went through a couple B-sides. We'll go probably go through more, but oh, we're not done yet. The reason I sound so exhausted is because I'm Mike Martin. I'm here with my good buddy. I'm Brent Kelly. They're the one and only. And we are tackling the behemoth of a movie, the the hour and a half cinematic masterpiece. Whatever you want to call this. The, the Beatles want, are jealous uh-huh. of the creation of such a film. We have completed the first two albums and we are now moving into... The Spice World movie. We're covering all sorts of media, folks. If it's a song, if it's a movie, we're going to be there. Say say you'll be there. Which, oh, (laughs) there's a lot happening. And so the way we are tackling this is Brent and I said, we will not make you guys, gals, and all of our pals listen to us talk about this for about six hours. So we're going to break this into two parts. Yes, sir. So. We're doing, it's an hour and a half. We're doing 45 and 45. Boom. We literally hit pause at 45. Oh, 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 oh. Conveniently done in the film. I think they prepped it for us. It sure seems like it. it's actually a great spot to stop. There could have been like, they could have thrown intermission. That, <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> intermission. Be back in five minutes. Let's all go to the lobby. Exactly. <laughs> because this is not going to be a standard episode where we discuss all of the lyrics because there's a lot of lyrics that do happen in this and we're going to talk about the craziness that's the movie, the storylines that bounce all over the place. We're going to try to be linear. I think we've discussed this beforehand. Yes, yes. We're going to try and hit the beat by beat fairly. Yeah. And then talk about things as they come up in the movie because there's a lot going on in this movie. And it's how long did it take you to get ready for these 45 minutes? For these 45 minutes? Yeah. Um, how, much, how much prep time did you have watching this movie? Uh, watching the movie, I've, I I did two full, quote unquote, full watches. I wanted to do the game where I watch it all the way through without making a single note. Yeah. And I realized that that's an insane human person, an insane uh-huh. person talking, saying I could do that because I can't do that. The moment I hit play, I pulled up a notepad yep. and was making notes across the board. So I would say all in all for the 45 minutes, probably about three hours, twice through. Yep. So yeah, I would say yes. Three, three hours for 45 minutes is what I, I put in, I, with a so, lot of pauses. Of oh, absolutely. So I tried to do the same thing. I was like, I'm going to watch it all the way through first mm-hmm. and then go back and do notes. 
three seconds in pause yeah notes so i think i spent probably two and a half hours to watch it through once with pause notes pause notes pause sure notes. and then not five minutes before i walked over here to record this i watched the first 45 minutes just straight so, so I have watched it twice. And, and the first, fresh in the, the first like, time I did a two and a half hour note taking session. The second time I just watched the forty five minutes without opening the notepad. So I did myself a favor and a disservice, I think, because I didn't internet search anything. I want to save it till the end of the movie. Yeah. To I did very little of that as well. See maybe who plays this character that you'd be like, oh, they played who? And yeah. I didn't do any of it. It's all. Yes, from, things that I observed while watching, I definitely wrote down, but I didn't. Yes. Do, I didn't do super searches. Yes, because I prefer to to make notes of the the, the nuances that we see in yeah. here yeah, yeah. before realizing, oh my gosh, the the sound guy is so and so, which I don't know. I don't. Well, we we can talk about that, and we will talk probably like I said at the end of the second episode, maybe some of the behind. Like I haven't looked up the trivia on IMDb yet, which sure. is my go to anytime I watch a movie. I go right to IMDb, go to oh, the trivia sure. page, read the whole thing, of course, all that kind of stuff. So we do have numbers. Okay, well that that makes sense. <laughs> Speaking of IMDb, do you did you look to see what the score of this movie is? Okay, none yet. You want to guess? Remember, uh, this is like user ratings. So IMDb. it's like all Rotten Tomatoes, but based on IMDb. Correct. Oh, they probably poop on it. I'm gonna say they're pro. Is it higher than five point six? No. Oh man, really? Three point oh six <laughs> on more, IMDb. There's more girls than there are stars for the movie. And ironically, with a thirty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, it's the exact same. Three point <laughs> six out of ten is thirty-six percent. It's the exact same between the two. Oh, see, that's oh that 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 what hurts a bummer. But I'll tell you what. I have a little more faith in humanity because the Google rating, X percent of people uh-huh. on Google like it, 90, 90% percent yeah, of yeah, people yeah, on yeah. Google like it. Yes. See? So Google users know what's up with this movie. Okay. IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, not so much. 36%, 3.6 out of 10. That's terrible. Well, that's What's tough in that situation is you could think about other movies that are... 3.9 stars or four stars and you go side by side saying would you rather yeah. and i mean i wouldn't even because we're obviously in a, a, a very ex- exclusive spot of saying of course we watch we'd yes, rather watch the yes, spice World. of course but if you compare it to a movie that's that's like the village by m night yeah, yeah, would yeah. you rather watch that or spice World? right like, yeah but this is an intentionally bad movie right? it's an yes. intentional b movie oh, it's it's leans so heavily into it so camp it's so you know tongue-in-cheek hey we're making jokes about ourselves we have cameos from people that are super famous for three seconds Elton is in the movie right out of the like one and a half seconds (sighs) so a little bit more numbers before we really dive into it of course yes Uh, film premiered on the 15th of december 1997 in the uk holiday movie i would go and see that on christmas well actually opened on boxing day the day after christmas sure so they waited till that day after christmas in the united states it opened in january 98 so it actually missed the holiday season here in the united states you ever see a movie on christmas no me i don't think so no movie theaters are open and you can generally usually you know the the stereotype is you can get chinese food on christmas day yeah But no, I have never done that. It actually had the highest weekend debut for Super Bowl weekend in the United States for a movie at the time. Really? $10.5 million, which doesn't sound like a ton, but 1997. Was it released on a Saturday or a Sunday? I don't know the answer to that. What was the date? 23rd of January, 1998. That was a Friday that came out. A Friday open. That makes sense. Get it. Get it for the weekend. Budget, That's cool. Budget $25 million, <clears throat> made $100 million worldwide. That's not bad, no. especially for 97. 
they quadrupled their budget. I don't know how much marketing went into it because that always doesn't account for budget and stuff, but that's I mean, pretty good. When you think about what, I mean, we haven't seen a lot so far. We're only halfway through. Yeah. But what goes into the movie when it comes to theatrics and 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 paying for extra characters that do exist here and there. Yeah. I, I I wonder if they paid more to have Elton John mm. on there or mm. they paid more for those costumes for the aliens. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to go with Elton John on that one. Really? You even think, if you even think, if, you even think if he Sir t- Elton charged? No, no, no I I'm, I mean in the opposite way. I think they I think Elton did it pretty cheap. I think so I think, too. I think the alien costumes cost less still. <laughs> Elton John's glasses versus the cost of the Correct. alien outfits. Correct. <laughs> it's going to be the I think a, I think a lot of British pop icons did this movie for cheap down for or it. for free. Exactly. Of course. Just to be in it because the Spice Girls were hot hot hot. Yes. Many ways, yes. The movie was actually re-released in the UK in 2017 as a 20th anniversary. Okay. It does not say how much they made, but it does say that Spice World is the highest grossing film of all time by a musical group. Ah, see? So, there you go. Sorry there, Beatles. Sorry, boys. I mean, their movies were in the 60s, so, you know, a million dollars probably went a lot further back then, but still. True that. Didn't they do a couple? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, they at least did Help and And Hard Day's Night. Night. And then the animated Yellow Submarine. That's right. Mm, but how does it compare to Spice World the movie? How does it compare? Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Go you're for it. getting that. You're getting that 1970s groove, like uh-huh. almost Soul Train esque. Yes. Just silhouettes of the girls dancing and swearing. Right, and it it felt funky with with like Emma's trying so hard to be like, yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh. Well, and also it just says Emma. Yeah, it just says Victoria. Mel B, Mel C, oh. Jerry. No last names. Nothing. It's just Emma. Emma does have the giant like baby she does. necklace yes. going. But they, are, says- they are assuming if you are seeing this movie, you know who these girls are. <laughs> you don't you, you don't imagine? need you don't need last names. You don't need to know she's Emma Bunton. Emma's <laughs> Emma's gonna do it. Now now I didn't do my any external research, like I said, and yeah. haven't found out who these people are. Who's Kim Fuller? Okay, actually, I I should say I did look that up. Okay, because I was I was I paused. I was was very interested because their manager is Simon Fuller, Uh right? I was like, who's Kim Fuller? Kim Fuller is Simon Fuller's brother. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Simon Fuller, their manager's brother. Kim Fuller wrote this movie with the Spice Girls based on an idea by the Spice Girls and Kim Fuller. So that's where I was. And Kim Fuller had a career, either making or producing or writing some movies and TV shows. Nothing quite as big as this i didn't think so I, sure that was kind of the one thing i looked up today i went to the spice world wikipedia page just to figure out how much money it made for the numbers section oh yeah of course and then while i was there i was like oh yeah i saw kim fuller in the credits who is that clicked on that so Worth that checking. is one little rabbit hole i did go down it's funny because i had a lot of moments when i when i rewatched it because when i watched it when i was a kid because i had it on vhs way back when and i'll, I'll hit up my parents someday to to make sure i still have my copy of it somewhere um but the the side characters outside of the girls in my head for some reason they were all just just amalgamated to be the same person for some reason and i don't know why interesting sure the manager the the bad publicity the the, the national enquirer guy yep. the, the yep. person that's actually there to film the movie in my yep. head like they all just kind of meshed okay. to be the same so watching it again like inspecting it was way much more fun because sure. all of those characters are Two eleven, awesome, campy, buck wild, so good, so good, top of the pops. Yes, top They're, of the pops. Yep, this is the one of the first times, including their music videos, 
that I felt a lot of the lip syncing vibe. Oh, okay. And yeah, it was, it was, sure. I don't want to say I was bummed about it, but watching it, I, I mean, I, you could tell it was recorded, but I was just thinking, oh man, you can, you can tell Mel B, right? Oh, come on. Just it, a little just, just off. Slightly in the, enough to catch it. Yeah. Yeah. And Mel C hitting the boy who thinks he can yep. moment. And it was great too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the outfits in the beginning are just something you haven't, I, I mean, that I've seen in their mm. standard videos. Pure white. They're all yeah. wearing white. Yep. All of them. Jerry's outfit was the only thing that had anything on it. So mind like power. Jerry, super mind girl. power, super girl. Yeah. It's got the, the female symbol on her rear. Yep. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> Jerry came to play in this movie. I mean, they all oh, do. they all did, man. They all oh. totally do. But she just... She, oh, oh. It's, it's like I said, not only are those extra characters to Eleven, mm-hmm. the girls personify themselves... Yes. Heavily. Yes. <laughs> And spe- speaking of all the, the side characters, you have Alan Cumming as Piers Cuthburn Smythe, oh, the guy making the documentary. He his full name like five times. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yep. The guy making the documentary is amazing. I was so concerned in the beginning when they did the whole Tower of the Pops with all of them performing in the white outfits because there's so many strained instruments around them. And you barely see it for a glimpse for a moment. And Mel- Sporty hits her, you know, boy who thinks he can. And I'm like, wait, but that's that's a saxophone solo. Oh yeah. And it's just all strings around them. And I thought, oh, they're kinda they're kinda comping out. And on the left hand side, far left hand side, there's two saxophone players. Ah, nice. So they're <laughs> they are staying somewhat true to the musical abilities that are going on in that song. So don't worry. There's no loud percussionist in this performance. Uh-huh. But and the crowd really wasn't wasn't super into it. No, at not, the top not of the a box. super hot crowd. No, and then they introduced the manager in the back, Clifford. Clifford. Not really paying attention. <laughs> the sideburns on yes. Clifford. Richard E. Grant as Clifford. Oh, goodness. Right after the concert, they, they're walking down a hallway, the five girls and Clifford, and the girls are accusing him of not paying attention. He goes, of course, I, I sense the vibes. I have an excellent vibe excellent sensor. Excellent vibe sense. <laughs> I've got. I have excellent vibe sense. Uh, <laughs> when they I, show the guy that's looking to do the director role, also they have the sound guy with the the boomstick yes. and all that kind of stuff. And he says something just like, "Oh, I, I really can't hear anything of what's going on." He doesn't have any headphones on. Right? Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's just like, that's true. Yeah, I can't. I can't hear what's going on. And he that's doesn't true. have the earpiece or anything, so he can't hear yep. what's going on with it. I just. And you know, you said you didn't look up who the sound guy is—the guy holding the microphone. I know who the sound guy is holding the microphone. Oh, was he, this just a Brent knowledge base? Yes, this was just a Brent knowledge base because he is from my favorite movie of all time, *A Knight's Tale*. He's Wait one, a minute. He's one of the guys who, when Chaucer gets in trouble for gambling, he's one of the two guys who's who takes all his clothes. <laughs> oh. He says he's going to take the the money from his flesh. Really? So he better understand the the wrath of God or something like that. Oh, man. You concerned me so much for a split second. Just a split second that I thought it was going to be the guy that was in Game of Thrones that was also in no, the, the Full Monty no. and also in not, not, Still Standing. Not Killer Miller. <laughs> because Carrie and I were watching an episode of Doctor Who because we were trying to catch up because she knows what's to come with yes. some of the specials. And there was there's uh, just a, they introduced a new species, and it's a, it's a full-on dog species. We just started the most recent season, 13, and she's like, that's totally him. That's totally him. And we did have to look it up. And unfortunately, we were let down. So if you just told me uh, yeah. just now I yep. watched that in Spice World and it was him and I didn't realize it, then yep. I'm just going to throw no, a, my... a very minor character in Night's Tale, but still enough for me to, to recognize him. Awesome. <laughs> you, have a, you have a very excellent vibe sense. So oh, I thank can't... you. Yes. yes. I, I sense the vibes from him. I sense the vibes from him. <laughs> 
But then we get <laughs> then we do cut to Elton John walking down the hall. Uh, and the girls all Elton and giving him smooches and another day. Complimenting his glasses, and then the the girls are ushered along, and Elton's covered in lipstick all over his whole face. I think I think in that situation, it is, I think it is all just Jerry there. Oh, I think it was all Jerry. Yes, <laughs> I course. do. I do indeed. <laughs> when they're going to the back, Clipper said, "He says, don't worry, girls, we're okay. Everybody's out front. Yep, you don't have to worry about the fans. They're all out front. Why does he kick the door? <laughs> like he's breaking out of a jail or true. some sort of heist. It's true. He goes, Blah! Clifford is is an amazing character. Yes, there's a enormous crowd of people screaming outside as soon as they walk outside. Sure, and the girls like you were saying, Clifford. Yeah, and but then they're walking down the stairs, and Clifford's saying, "Not up their skirts, thank you very much," to the paparazzi. Which is is that what he says? Yes, which is a problem the girls actually had in real life. I can imagine with paparazzi trying to get some pictures up their skirts, which is disgusting. Obviously, creepos. I think Jerry did have the most fun in the crowd situation. I felt like it was a. A correlation to how she is when she was responding to people yeah in a crowd because she was just bouncing back and forth back yeah. and forth as opposed to like focusing on one person yep. and what have you she's bop 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 yeah well i told you that one behind the scenes thing i watched when they were in a real crowd in new york city she just grabbed a kid and walked away with him yeah <laughs> threw him o- threw him over her shoulder and walked away and the kid as giddy as could be oh can't blame. Then, right, so now we get the introduction to the Spice Bus. Mm. The girls go in the Spice Bus. And speaking of Doctor Who, this Spice Bus is bigger on the inside. <laughs> it is huge. That on the is inside. a lot of buzz. Double decker. Double decker. But it's open, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's open. To, there is a atrium, I suppose, in one part, which is like Clifford's, Clifford's office. Yes. He has a desk, so many clocks. He has, he has a desk phone and yes, clocks and. <laughs> I, oh, I, I'm a big fan of Clifford. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, me too. Absolutely. And we get our first shot of the bus driver, Dennis. Uh-oh. Played the by the meat. one and only Meat Loaf. That is right. Now, he, I'm assuming he did get paid for his role because he said more lines than what Sir Elton oh, did put Oh, yeah, out. absolutely. He must have. Unfortunately, the late Meat Loaf, unfortunately. Rest in peace, Meat Loaf. Mm-hmm. You'll be missed. We do love us some Meat Loaf. Uh, so now the Spice Bus is driving around London. You get a lot of shots setting up. They're driving over the bridges. They're driving past St. Paul's Cathedral. bunch of wide shots of London to set the scene. Hey, they're in London. Now, are they planning on this being their first show in the UK? Like, is that the mindset? I do believe that is the setup. That okay. This is going That's, to be their first concert. At the Albert Hall. This, this is their this first is the, OG. This is the fictional Istanbul. Yes. yes. This is the the fiction version of Istanbul. Their first concert ever is going to be at the Royal Albert Hall. Yep. Tickets are sold out, oh. et cetera, et cetera. In the Spice Bus, the girls are sitting around in there. They all have their own sections of the bus. Jerry's sitting there reading the horoscopes. Of course. Calling out Baby, saying she doesn't believe in things because she's an Aquarian, and Aquarians don't believe in those things. And mm. Baby says, well, I don't believe in that either. <laughs> and Baby's swinging on a swing with a lollipop. Why? Why does it say? So she's reading the newspaper. Yeah. Pulling up the horoscopes. One of the pages is something about the Spice Girls in general. Of course. While they're taking over the world, what have you. The other side of it is a picture of Sporty Spice. It says "Sporty Spice up for the cup." I didn't even notice <laughs> that. Paper. I don't know what that means. Whether she's going, like, whether she's she's going in for some sort of like World Cup attempt or something. But possibly, I mean, just... I mean, a cup is what like the soccer teams over there, the football teams compete yeah, for. But it's the back page what of the would newspaper. Sporty so it's be up one for side it. is yeah. the Spice Girls, the other side is Sporty. Interesting. And she's doing the kick, and it just says "Sporty up for the cup." That's awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. Why not? Sure. Scary Spice is looking for her lost boots while she's surrounded mm. by a ton of boots, by so the way. Many so many platforms yes. and boots. Absolutely. She's looking oh for her boots. She can't find them. Sporty's Ooh. over there lifting weights in her spot, and Posh is looking through her wardrobe. 
And she says, it's always the same. I never know what to wear. And then Sporty has a wonderful line. Oh, it, it must be so hard for you, Victoria, you know, mm-hmm. trying to decide whether to wear the little Gucci dress, the little Gucci dress, or the little Gucci dress. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> At least somebody gets it. <laughs> and then Baby says, I know. Why don't you wear the little Gucci dress? Ah, that's a great idea. Thanks, Em. From Bosch. I'm curious how much they incorporated themselves in the script writing and and pushing it to that 11. Yes. And clearly they, all turned up to 11. Yeah. Wonderfully done. 100%. Wonderfully done. Oh. I uh, think, so they have so much they have to do to, to not only promote. So, like, concerts and everything like that in Europe is very interesting to me just because of just how ridiculous it is in in the u.s yeah to be like oh i'm gonna go i'm gonna drive down to, to baltimore yep and, and yep. it's a six-hour drive that's nothing and right the amount of things they do in that that space it's so quick to because they go to milan poof, yeah they just travel and bam they're in milan and it's just so interesting and fly back that night i believe boom and they're just there they're there so it's just it's very rad it's a pri- I, I, I like just having to live in the the imagination behind it that they haven't performed before in right. the uk where yep. you just in your head, just like you, they've been there how long? They've got a bus. Yep, that's, that's got true. the Union Jack. First show ever in the UK. Yep. Well, it's a little weird too, because like you said, they performed at Top of the Pops already. Sure. They do this, whatever the gig is in Milan in a few days. Yeah. So it's not like they haven't performed live before. Maybe this is their first full concert, though. That's, I guess. Oh is yeah. The, no, I guess the dig idea. That. That's cool. So many platform shoes. So many platform shoes. Yeah. So scary. Finally, finds her boots on Jerry's feet, mm. and Jerry says. I, I don't know how that happened. And then they have a pillow fight, except Posh is still trying to figure which dress to wear. Gotta. And they say, yeah, you look great. And she says, okay, thanks. And then they all go back to beating each other up. <laughs> just Clifford over the microphone, just giving them always the heads up of what's to come. Yes. He, he likes to preface what they're getting ready for. Yep. Whatever it is. <laughs> this one is just a whole bunch of smiling. You have to answer dumb questions. Yep, exactly. He's prepping <laughs> them for their, their press conference coming up, whatever. So it cuts to Jonathan Ross, who is a TV personality over there. Yeah. Announcing that their first concert is going to be at the Royal Albert Hall, he asks them to say to the fans in the around the world, Jerry speaks Spanish to Spain. Ross says that goes out to the people in France. All the girls look <laughs> like Jerry, especially looks confused. Emma then same, says some things in Japanese, like "hello, thank you." Jonathan says they're huge in Portugal. <laughs> Both scary and sporty. Yep. And then Mel B and Mel C shout out Northerners. Of which I, of course, have a warm heart living in the Northeast for a year myself. Now, when they were asked how many countries that this was going to be broadcasted in, yeah. did you hear what Sporty said? No. She said millions of countries. Oh, millions of countries. That's perfect. <laughs> He's like, how many countries is this going to be broadcasted? And she's like, millions. Millions. Perfect. <laughs> yes, get it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so then we cut to a new scene. Yes. New characters. We have George. The writer's room. The writer's room. <laughs> room having breakfast or lunch whatever this is george went must be breakfast actually because they say they're gonna pitch it at lunch that's right oh, no sorry they're, yeah they're right they're in their apartment is what it is i'm sorry george went of cheers fame of norm course. <laughs> he's sitting there watching television while his his friend or what his co-writer whatever he is is trying to talk to me he's going, wait, wait wait look it's the sport this the spice girls and the assistant says oh yeah i like the blonde one and and george one says no no sporty oh yeah the sporty <laughs> yeah, one she's sporty good one. <laughs> that's great and he's like then the writer guy says, oh, I got an, I got an idea for a movie. Well, let's, here's a pitch. They're young. Mm. They're cute. Mm. They're hip. They're wacky. Mm. Yeah, but can they act? What? Act? Mm. Did anyone care if Marilyn Monroe could act? All they cared about was she, she in focus. focus. <laughs> uh, 
So then the writer guy says, They're singers. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. Let's pitch this afternoon. I got an idea. You're going to love it. I can see it very clearly. It's the Spice Girls. There's five of them, yeah. and they're singers. I love it. We pitch this afternoon. That's all we need. Clearly, the writer was going to be saying more, but nope. George Went was like, nope, that's it. That's all we need for this Why movie, is this? which is also obviously a very tongue-in-cheek poke at this movie that we are currently watching. I have no idea what you mean. Exactly. There's only a few songs in this one. Ex- yeah, I really I really appreciate the self-referential parts of this movie. <laughs> The uh, so we're back. Are we back to Clifford now? We are back to Clifford in the Spice Bus. Oh my gosh, I love his office. Yes, so much. It's and wonderful. and whoever the, whoever the guy that he chats with, I, I haven't even thought about him off the top of all these random notes. I love his schedule board that he has in yeah. the background. For Isn't the that pretty cool? It says, have, it says Italy on it. Yep. Rehearsal. And... There are five rehearsals before the live yeah. show. Yeah. Five of them. Yeah. One day Wednesday, it just says party. Oh really? <laughs> so even nice. though they don't get that morning off. There's a party day. There's nice. <laughs> you got to have a party day. Come on. And he has like a clear globe behind him, oh. which might have been a blow-up globe. I couldn't really tell. It's probably I, clear plastic. Yeah. But. Yes. <laughs> Either or. I wouldn't put it past him. I would say it's a plastic one, knowing him, though. Yeah. It needs to be not not the blow-up. Yes. So Clifford has to get on the phone with Chief mm. Roger Moore. Holy. Chief. Just, just so many, just, just weird phrases of encouragement. Uh-huh. I mean, nothing. It, and he's sitting there, stroking a cat, petting a cat. He has gold records on the wall so behind him, records. reflecting fire flames from his fireplace. And he says things like, "Now is the dangerous time. Mm. They've had a lot of success very quickly, so get ready for the backlash." Which is very self-referential because we've talked about that. That because they were so popular so quickly, mm-hmm. that there was some backlash to the group, and. When the speeding melon hits the wall, it is Christmas for the crows. <laughs> and, and Clifford asks if he wants him to kick some paparazzi ass. That's right. Stir things up a bit. Oh, as, as Chief shakes a diamond-encrusted martini shaker and says, there's no need for any stirring. No stirring. Of no. course. He wants his martini shaken, not stirred. Oh, Mr. Bond. Love it so much. The drummer who is without sticks has no backbeat. Drummer. And then hangs up. Yes, Clifford's trying to figure out his Cl- Clifford's assistant. What did he say? I have no idea, but I know that he's right. <laughs> oh, Clifford! Clifford's he, wonderful. He wants to he, he wants to please so many people. He, he does really. He does. really does. He wants to keep the girls happy, but he wants to keep them on schedule. Right. He's keep them. On he has task. his assistant with him, yep. and she's she's always trying to encourage him, but also kind of give him the side of like mm-hmm. Clifford, bro. Clifford, buddy. Come on, man. You need to go go about this a little better way. Ugh. So now we cut to the studio. They're doing rehearsal. Yes. The girls are singing Say You'll Be There. Mm-hmm. Scary is in a giant NASA coat inside. Because why not? That thing's huge. It's like, ridiculous. Enormously huge. Alan Cumming, Piers Smythe, is talking about the documentary he's making, <laughs> the, that the camera is the window to the soul. <laughs> and then Alan Cumming's looking at them. He's like, BAFTA, BAFTA, BAFTA. He's already planning his awards he's going to win for this, for this documentary. <laughs> As the girls are trying to sing, Dave, the keyboard guy, hits a wrong note. Yo, okay. <laughs> Scary says, Whoa. Sort your fingers out, Dave. Why do they lash out so hard on I Dave, man? They are kind of harsh to Dave. There, Scary and sporty both. There are 12, count them, 12 people in the backing band wow, that are yeah. standing behind them. One of them being the guy that's just really nitpicky, and we do have a show on Sunday. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. That guy can go kick rocks. Uh-huh. But poor Dave hits one wrong note, uh-huh. and everybody notices. Yep, Sporty lashes out. She does. She says, "What? What? You left your boxing on gloves on?" Um, I, I'm 
like, girls, whoa. I they're, know. They're killing it for you usually. And I know it sounds weird, but. Well, no. We haven't cut to the their, their friend that strolls in. So that's okay. But they lash out on poor Dave. and They do. He didn't. Dave didn't he, deserve he, it. He one little note, and the, the director says, that was absolutely perfect without being actually any good. <laughs> what a great line. Why are they so savage And then he's, he's trying to get them to start over when their friend, pregnant mm-hmm. friend Nicola, walks in. Uh, the girls all walk away from the microphones to go talk to and hug Nicola. Piers, whatever his name was, Smythe, tells his, his camera team to capture that get magic. In get in there. Emma is rubbing Nicola's stomach and says the baby's kicked. They ask when she's due, and the baby was due a week ago. About a week ago. Sporty asks if she's going to start charging at storage. Hey. Because it's overdue. Shout out, if I were a Spice Girl, would be rocking either of Jerry or Emma's sweet sneaker platform shoes. Yeah. They looked like they were wearing like fresh Pumas with a solid like six or seven It's incredible. platforms. Watching Emma in particular run around in this movie and those things. Yeah. It's like. Not a chance. Yeah. No way I could do that. She literally runs in like six inch platforms. One day we'll have a competition in some fashion yeah. to figure we'll out how that works. We'll have to get some, yes. some posh heels. Oh, so, no. I just got to do the platforms. Okay. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I will. Hey, yeah. listen. Posh walks around in, later on in a field in, <laughs> in heels. That's a true statement. Apparently, the father of the baby, Trevor, has left poor Trevor. Nicola. The, the camera crew's trying to get in close. Victoria tells him off and tells him to stop filming. Mm. Piers explains to Clifford that what he wants to get. Clifford says it's fine as long as they stay on schedule and, and he stays out of the way. <sighs> Scary says she's starting to get broody. Nicholas says, well, wait until you lot start having kids. That'll be weird. Oh. And then we have a, a twisty effect to, to <laughs> dream sequence. The sequence is gorgeous. It's amazing. I think for some reason, I don't know why. It's just I correlate the both of them. And I don't know why the, all the, the shout outs are going this way, but... Jerry's character when she is the mom gives me the exact vibe as Rose's mom in Doctor Who. Like, oh, yes. They totally oh, feel like on yeah. the same wavelength of that. Oh, like, for sure. I can see Turn that. the racket down. What are you doing? Like Absolutely. Just, just the snooty, not like not too good for anybody, yes. but snooty mom. And I'm yes. like, Jerry, mm, Rose's uh, mom. Wonderful, yeah. Jerry has her hair up and she's drinking an adult beverage. Of course, baby is super pregnant, but still with a lollipop. Her sixth, I think she already has six, so this is number seven. <laughs> Scary comes and strings something in a bowl. Posh has gray hair, but she says, Thank God for boarding school. boarding school. She only sees her kids once a month. And then, to, just to flip the script on Sporty, she's out of shape on an exercise bike, <laughs> saying her son wants to be a singer. And she told him, No, go good, go to proper college. But does he listen? No, of course not. And then Brucey and Demi upstairs are playing Mama really loud, and Jerry <laughs> grabs a broom or chimney sweep or something. She lets him have it and hits the ceiling and tells him, Turn that bloody racket down. <laughs> And then back to reality. That's right. The The segment that happens right after that, where the band's warming up again, just for a moment, yeah. and they start, the gr- you can't hear the girls talking. There's yeah. about like 15 seconds yep. where they're just chatting with each other. Yep. One of my favorite parts of the movie. You know, I, I wrote down in my notes. It seems very candid. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was them actually talking and laughing and having a good time. Just and the cameras the just chat. rolling. Yeah, the cameras were just rolling. It was so cool. Either that or they're much not that they're bad actresses, but they're much better actresses than I thought because they really seemed like posh laughing along with what, yeah. what whatever scary is saying looked really genuine. That version of Sailor Be There probably I think is my favorite version so good. I've, I've ever heard that. It's song. so good. Like like Dave fixed it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave sorted his fingers out for sure. Because when I listened to it I had to replay it. I'm like, man, 
it's it's better than the recorded version. It's I think very, very I don't know well where yeah. that version exists. Right. There are a couple things in this in this movie I wish they actually released on an album because mm-hmm. that was really really good version of Sabia there. Like I said, uh, the documentary crew peers is saying baby spice baby spice get the shoes and posh spice get the, which like, one's that the one that looks posh <laughs> across to jerry hips very good hips. very nice this is a good pit and i noticed posh is doing the hand thing yes she's, she's in it yep and she does that in the opening credits too as they're doing the the silhouettes and she stuff does absolutely she does the posh hand thing all the time of course Whereas Waldo was not difficult when it comes to the posh one. No. She's very easy to spot out. He could good. also add the posh one that does the hand thing. That's true. The po- which one's the posh? The one that looks posh. <laughs> Watch you do the hands. You'll, you can't miss it. Posh, do the hand thing. That one right there. Oh. Now we cut to the yes. daily event newspaper editor's office, I guess. You're the- talking about Kevin McMaxford? <laughs> yes, Kevin McMaxford, editor of the daily event. Oh, man. He is complaining that the Spice Girls are always on the headlines, even though his assistant says, you told us to write that story, Kevin. I know. (laughs) He's so so mad at himself. I love, with all my heart, so much happening on his desk. Oh, yeah. He's got the little metal ball, clinky ball thing. But they're not moving. Yep. They're just sitting there. Love them. Love them. I own one still. Carrie got one for me when I was like 15. I've always wanted one of those, actually. They're fantastic. He's got like a random glass bowl. Yeah. On his desk, and his name tag, his plate. It's huge. Just a giant plate. It's like a white folded piece of paper, though. <laughs> and just red font. Yeah. And I don't know what the deal with the framed newspaper behind him on the wall. It says 15 years. <laughs> it's just a mustache man. Oh. Yeah. Like, was that Kevin Younger? <laughs> that's that's the only thing I could think of. But I have no idea what the article's about. You can't get a good enough shot to see what the article itself is about. <laughs> but, but so Kevin's ups, upset that the Spice Girls are always in the headlines, even though he says it. The editor says, "Well, as long as I keep selling newspapers, we're gonna have to keep writing about them." Well, I'm sick of them. We need a new angle, Brad. Oh, Brad's must be the name of the the editor, obviously. I ah. mean, I mean, who cares if the Spice Girls get to number one yet again? Who cares if they climb to the top of Mount Everest on ostrich? I would care very much if the Spice Girls rode an ostrich to the top of Mount Everest. That thank would be you very much. Insane. Or if they find a cure for deja vu. Not me. <laughs> or if they find a cure for deja vu. Not me. That's such a good moment. It's such a cheesy B movie, movie moment that they lean into so well. I love it. Uh, I got a better idea. Try this for size. Spice Girls live show canceled. Mm. Spice Girls fall out. Mm. Spice Girls split up. Dude. And he's spitting all over so the place. Gross. Did he cause this? Did he cause them splitting up eventually? Mm. It could be. Kevin McMax... What was his name? Big Kev. Big Kev. Kevin... Kevin McMaxford. McMaxford. He was playing playing the long game. Mm. Give it another year, year and a half, and and Jerry left the group. Thanks a lot, Kevin. But (laughs) he says, think of how many copies of the paper will sell with a headline like that. And Brad loves it, of course. (laughs) Kevin McMaxford says he can make it happen. He put them up here. He can bring them down and slams his fist on the desk as a clap of thunder rumbles as rain and lightning happens in the office on top of Brad. Why not? Only on top of Brad. Why does Brad not nut up and say, I've got this. Don't worry. He says, I'll find someone. I'll find someone. like, this is too much. Brad out. (laughs) it's, It's too much. Ah. That's already, that's already happened. That's how the movie started. Too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back to Clifford. Clifford's wonderful. 
Clifford is announcing in the spice, just like you said, he's always announcing things over the intercom, that it is dangerous to store moisturizing cream in the refrigerator as it can be mistaken for mayonnaise. This is all. <laughs> this that is all. <laughs> Good job, Clifford. Good job, Clifford. He's he has, no he, Mr. He has, Chess. He has some of the best. No, God, Mr. Chess. <laughs> Jerry and Scary are playing chess. Scary tries to make an illegal move. Jerry says, you can't do that. And Scary says, who says? Mr. Chess. Right. It's been in the rules for thousands of years. Who well, invented chess? Like, Mr. Chess. Like, I couldn't think of it. When Obviously, I was watching it, I'm just like, Mr. Chess. All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to break the rules, and this fairground horse, set this fairground, fairground horse free amongst all these little squares like that. Jerry says, I'm going to slap you, and Scary makes it like, ooh. ooh. Like, <laughs> scared. Oh, so, I love these girls. Some of the facial expressions these girls make in this movie. You won't. <laughs> oh, my God. They clearly had so much fun making this movie. Kudos to that, because when we talk about everything in the past, it, it, it sounds like they were living the most exhausting schedule as yeah. it was. And clearly they were. Between making the movie until 5 o'clock every day, at least 5 o'clock every day, going immediately into the Winnebago to record songs. Sure. And and it's one of the parts, at least in the first half of the movie, is they're showing they're getting exhausted from their yeah, you endless know, schedule. This, I've mentioned this is like a self-referential movie. Some of this was like actual true things they were going through sure mentioning that they haven't had a morning off in a month just a morning that we've talked about that was real life yeah like jerry had a first day off in three weeks but she spent the whole day dancing because she was sure she was trying to catch up about exactly and eventually quits the group because they have no time off there she's spread too thin the girls are spread too thin and while (laughs) scary and jerry are scary and jerry i don't nice are arguing over the mr chess Posh is in the background with a magazine checking herself out in the mirror and Denying is playing in the background, the Denying song. Yep. We cut to lunch with George Went, his assistant, mm. and Clifford. Yes. Mr. Green. Mr. You're wearing an all green <laughs> suit, green shirt, green suit, green tie. Good to go, man. Really reflective sunglasses. Oh, my gosh. You could like, see. You can see him when Norm. he's. Yeah. Like. And you can see like when he's holding his cell phone. You can see the cell phone reflected in glasses. So... Uh, the assistant to, to George Went. I already said his name earlier. I can't remember what it was. I apologize, assistant. <laughs> Gary. Was it Gary? Ah, I don't I'm know. I'm too focused it's on fine. the amount of seafood boils going on at this oh, restaurant. Oh, really? I wasn't paying attention to that. The, the, the first scene when it cuts to the restaurant, there's like a giant lobster at the people. It's, it's a lunch Ooh. situation. Yeah, yeah. There's this yeah. massive lobster. It's prawns. Yeah. This whole boil ready to go. And I think it's just a male and a female like sharing champagne. Good for them. Over the seafood boil with, right on the, with the bridge right yep. in the background. Like right on the River Thames. Oh. George Wendt says, you know, it's obvious to us the Spice Girls are movie stars. We've worked on this movie for months when we know they came up with it two hours ago. Of course. <laughs> they came up with the ad this morning. Graydon, that's his name. Graydon. Graydon, the writer, asks if they can all turn off their cell phones. Respect for the writer. Mm, so they all, the writer, they'll make a point of pulling out their old ass Nokia, whatever cell phone, hitting the button. And like I said, you can see Clifford do it in the reflection of his glasses. <laughs> Love the, the outfit. Okay, so this, this is the ultimate tale. Five mm. girls, five lives, one story. As old as time itself, but as fresh as newly cut grass. And that's fresh. That's fresh. <laughs> the girls play five sisters whose parents disappeared during the January Harrods sale and never seen again. I'll tell you, I have been to Harrods just after Christmas. Harrods is a giant department store okay, in London. Okay, thank you. Giant department store in London. Uh-huh. Mallory and I went down to London for the first time ever. We took the train down from Newcastle just after Christmas. Like I think we went down on Boxing Day. Yep. In 2009. Did you not know about the not know about the giant. Dude, January I don't know sale. if I've <laughs> ever been so jammed packed in a building really as i was that day in harrods <laughs> i am talking shoulder to shoulder you cannot move from one side of the store to another well, the deal's it that was, good it was 
awful. Oh. And the place is expensive. <laughs> like they almost every department store in England has a nice probably in all the UK has a nice like cafe within it. Sure. Even the cafe was packed and expensive. We were miserable. Oh. We ended when Mallory's mother and her aunt came to visit us in June in 2010 we went again they went into Harrods I didn't even go in mm-hmm. I stayed outside I walked around I did some other stuff and I met him afterwards I was like I'm not going back in that store it was too much for me not wow. too much again. but anyway yeah so I can see how people would disappear in a Harrods sale just after Christmas but <sighs> alright back to the five girls yes. now they live at home huh <sighs> Struggling to support an elderly grandmother who is suffering from mysterious from some mysterious wasting disease. <laughs> I've got tears, George once says. <laughs> That's right. Their only hope at breaking the cycle of poverty lies with the middle sister, Melanie C, who is convinced she could be an Olympic ski jump champion. If only she overcomes her fear of heights yeah. and of snow. Yeah. And if she can get her just get her hands on a pair of skis. <laughs> oh uh, George once says that he thinks this is amazing. Oh. Clifford sits there with his mouth agape and says, I think it stinks. Graydon spits out his drink. Yeah, he, he does. He, does he obviously was age. not expecting that. George Wen says, of course it stinks, but it's a start. We're cooking, We're cooking. here. I use this line all the time. Of the, it's jambalaya. Yeah, it's a stew. It's a gumbo. A jambalaya, jambalaya. if you will. <laughs> Graydon starts to describe another idea that starts with Crocodiles. crocodiles. George went size, and we cut back to the bus. Mm. Oh, I love that scene. That's so good. It Just is clearly spitballing crazy ideas. Well, it's one of those things that they chose not to cut away to do, a, like showing them in that scene. I'd be like, let's cut to like this is this is the story, and if only if only she can get over her fear of heights and all. Like they could have done the whole goofy. That's true. Like the Nicholas scene, which says, "I wonder what it'll be like when you girls have bo- have babies." They could done. They could have actually shown that with the girls. exact it's moment. Actually, it's actually funnier that they're just pitching. Like that's a stupid <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, of course it is. We're just we're cooking it here. Been, it would have been great if they said crocodiles and it cuts to the girls and they were crocodiles and we're like, "Wow!" And it cuts back. <laughs> Oh God! But it's just that right level. They know yeah. what they're doing with they this. They do. It's it, IMDb. A, yes. Tell you what, Kim Fuller, writer of this movie, did a fun, fantastic job. <laughs> just the right level. So back to the bus. Now we see a little bit more of the girls' individual mm. areas. Baby's yep. got her swing, and it's very girly, of course. Mm-hmm. Posh is standing on a lit runway. Because why not? Because why not in her section of the bus? Sporty's on an elliptical machine, and she's wearing an all-England football jersey. Yeah. Scary has zebra print on the walls. Uh, they Scary goes to turn off the radio because it's about to play a, oh, an interview, interview with the Spice with Girls. Yeah. And they say, you know, and we're going to talk to Baby Spice, and Baby's complaining, you know, you know, I'm always going to be seen as Baby Spice, you know, the sweet, innocent one, even when I'm... 30. <laughs> when you said it, I had to do like a spit take moment myself. Yep. I was, oh, oh. 30. Yeah. But they're also, what, early 20s right now? So yeah. That, oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And they're all approaching Great. 50 now. Yeah. Jerry just turned 50 this year. Ugh. And you and I are well past 30 at this point. I don't know what you're talking about. And Posh says that baby loves it and she plays it up. And baby, I do not. You're doing it right now. This is when it does the cutscene of her. Well, so Sporty says, your cute innocent smile will let you get away with anything. And then we have a cutaway mm. to Hugh Laurie, of all people. Is that who that is? That was Hugh Laurie of House, Fame, and many other things, <laughs> sure. of course. As a Hercule Poirot type, mm. trying to solve a murder. Mm. He says there are four horrible murders, each one riddled with a hundred machine gun bullets by this maniac. Mm. Poirot lists off the four suspects. <laughs> 
One of them was a a, a father in the in the church. One was a doctor. He wouldn't ever. He would never. And then he goes to or Emma Bunton, who's <clears throat> sitting with sitting there with two bandoliers of machine gun bullets, a machine gun and, and an axe in her hands. But a darn and, cute smile. Exactly. And Poirot, Hugh Laurie says, and the murderer is, and she gives him that smile, and he says, Father Conan Murphy. <laughs> and baby laughs, and it cuts back. So she literally gets away with murder. Oh. They're looking for someone who riddled people with machine gun bullets, and she's holding machine gun, and she still gets away with it. What can't these girls do? Back to the bus. They should change their spices. Yeah. That's what they should do. Because there's more. There is. But right before that, there's one thing, that because it's going to become a callback in a second. Uh-oh. Scary's comparing themselves to fish in her fish tank, oh, that's right. which we mentioned, including her ex-boyfriend, Steven. Mm. Lazy Steven. And then she tries to scare the Steven fish. Raw. She keeps getting mad at the fish. Exactly. Ginger starts to say that the largest fish in the world is the manta, manta ray, ray, which isn't true anyway. The largest fish in the world, I would imagine, is the whale shark. But anyway, <laughs> Sporty's rolls her eyes and posh says, and then there's the little ginger one that is full of useless information about manta rays. And Ginger looks sad. And then Sporty says, I don't get it. Why do people always stereotype us all the time? And then she looks down at herself, right. and they all look at themselves, and they realize that they are literally stereotype that they are set up as they're doing it right now. Why Why were the first ones that they came up with for option, options that they didn't have to be when they were changing their ideas? Yeah. Was bricklayer spice? Yeah, so they cut to their their uh, photo shoot. It was before that when they were talking about the ones. They're yes, like, I could be bricklayer spice or That's train true. spotting. Oh, train spice. spotting spice. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah, we should give really? ourselves. Yeah, that's right. Because of the stereotype <laughs> things, we should give ourselves new spice nicknames. Why are you gonna be train spotting spice? You could be so many, so many other things. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, just, they pick the most random things. Right. Or, or I could be sporty, but not really that into sports spice. <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah, they say they're being too predictable. Now they cut to a photo shoot. Oh yeah. So they're doing the the you know picture picture smile pose. Posh is doing the posh pose and the whatever. And then Jerry eventually says, you know, we're getting too cheesed off with this cheesy photo shoot, whatever. So they should they should try new, they should each give each other new new characters, whatever. Oh god, I'm tired. I know we got. <laughs> are we gonna be a three parter? All right, we're calling an audible here. <laughs> <laughs> we have just gotten to the part where they're about to do the photo shoot. It is photo shoot time, and I have so much happening. There's still we... so much happening. I am literally out of breath. <laughs> I mean, before editing, we're approaching 50 minutes. It's going to be pretty close out even after editing because it's been a lot of talking. So with these episodes, we are not, because we're going to be kind of goofy and fun about it, we yeah. are not going to have our spice level. We are not going to have our spice spice of the week or going and grabbing a spice from the spice rack yeah. because we want to wait till the end of the movie because there's a yeah. lot more movie to, lot come. to come lot to come and maybe you, you know who knows maybe we'll have a head of steam and we marathon through part two into the final part but it might be a three-parter of the spice world movie because there's so much to talk yeah. about with all of it we i'm thinking even... i'm thinking right now this might end up being half hour half hour half hour and so that's two, a good possibility two 45 minutes that sounds about right I, I don't remember exactly what the runtime is where we're at right now but i think we're pretty close to the half hour mark so maybe part two of three will be 30 minutes to an hour. There you go. And then part three will be the, the final third. That's right. Because we haven't even gotten to the fact that they yeah. are going to be chatting with a f- couple of their friends There's that they so may have talk about still. crossed and passed in intergalactic space. Exactly. Oh, I got so. Oh, boy, do I got notes about that scene. <laughs> so we can't, that's what I mean, is we can't do that to ourselves. No. We got to no. come in prepped, ready to go. Yeah, I'm trying to keep. We don't want each of these podcasts to be an hour and a half times two. So we'll keep it at like three 45 minute 
podcast Poof. episodes to cover three thirty minutes, which actually isn't too bad no, ratio wise. I don't know. We talk about five minute songs. We've talked about a four minute song for an hour and ten minutes before. <laughs> So I think we're actually doing pretty good on this That's one. That's right. But Mike, you're absolutely right. We're not going to do Spice of the Week, favorite, blah, 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 blah. We do have oh, a Merchant Spice of the Week. Okay. It's it, actually combining oh, two segments in one. Is it a pan of meatloaf? Oh, that would have been good. And I don't know what to make. Well, with five different spices on top. Five different spices See? in a meatloaf. Absolutely. And, a, and, a, and Clifford the Big Red Dog book. Oh, Clifford. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and some sort of chief. Yes, of course. We haven't gotten aliens yet, right? No, we have not. No, we, no, we haven't met the aliens yet. No. They don't exist yet. Or the yet. Italians. Or the Italians. <laughs> but what we do have is a third book. Wait a s- The official of- book of the movie. Of Spice the movie? Spice World by the Spice Girls. Interior photography by Dean Freeman. Oh, Dean, you beautiful man. Hey, Brent, pick a page. Oh, oh gosh. I don't know how many pages there are. There are... All combined, everything included, with the cast list, 95 pages. Oh, let's go with 77. Oh, Hopefully there's that... words. Oh, there's words. Okay. Jerry's coming at you. Say and when. stop. <clears throat> okay. Oh, the baby provided was two weeks old and looked like a real bruiser. Only problem <laughs> was he had blonde hair. So we had to color it black to look authentic. <laughs> The only other problem was that the baby was meant to be a girl and it was a boy, so he kept the giveaway parts well hidden. A very rewarding scene. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your quote of the week. There we go. See, we got this. From the Merchant Spice of the Week. I don't know who the quote was from. I should have checked, but... <laughs> it's hilarious. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's lost to the ages. We haven't even gotten to talk about the tabloids that pop up later on. Oh, don't my worry. Goodness. I have so many notes. I do, too. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm sure you did the same thing I did where you pause it and tried to read the... I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. You'll have to find out next week. Oh, stay tuned, folks. That's right. Until then, he's Brent Kelly. Yes. I'm Mike Martin. That's you. <laughs> Topsy Turvy this week. We've got this, but until then, spice up your life, folks. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we thought we were in trouble before. Exactly. All right.